everyone, you're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from Austin, Texas. And this is the podcast where we try to answer that question, what's your number? Today, we're talking about lucky number seven, but first, uh, we wanted to have a little chat about um, dating apps and how that experience yes. has been for us. A fireside chat, if you will. A fireside <laughs> chat. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So what apps have you been on? What apps haven't I been on, baby? No, I actually haven't been on that one. I've been on Field, as per your recommendation. Mm-hmm. I've been on Did Tinder. you ever meet up with anybody from Field? I met up with one weird guy. Um, okay. He doesn't He doesn't make the podcast. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I'll, t- I'll tell you the story here in a second um when we explain what field is and then tinder and um back in the day i had kind of really amazing luck with okcupid to be perfectly honest i know it's well dates me really dates me whoa 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 yeah i know was that in portland um no in philly in philly okay but okcupid was big in phil's Okay. In, in West Philly when I got there. Um, and never, I think I never bumbled. I think maybe, is that the only one I didn't do? What about you? What have you been on? Um, yeah, so I think I, I think I came up in the, in the Tinder heyday. Um, <laughs> I, was <in> my, <laughs> I was in my, like, I was 24 through like 26. And I think I definitely Tindered for sure. Cause that was like back when Tinder was cool. Like, I mean, I I might have been like age 23 through 26. Yeah, Tinder was cool for a second. There were like a lot of people were on Tinder for a second. Um, And now I would almost say too many people are on Tinder. I'm not sure if it was cool, but we, we, yeah. I thought it was cool. Maybe that, maybe that uh, calls me out a bit. Um, I always thought it was fun. So I really, I always enjoyed like randomly meeting people. Um, Like, just meeting yeah. new people I really enjoy. Um, and I, I like dating personally. Like I love that feeling of being like, ooh, what's this person going to be like? And like you get you get to ask them whatever fucking question you want. <laughs> like is, is it how yes. I always thought? Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, Dude, um, that is really fun. Yeah. So I did my fair share of tending. I think like when I was in Portland, I was like age 22 – um, I had a boyfriend along a lot of the time I was there and I was there for like two years, but before I met him, I did go on Tinder for like, or I went on, um, OkCupid for like half a second and there was like one weirdo that I was talking to. Um, and he, he <laughs> just was, he just seemed weird. I don't know. I, I wasn't that into him. I don't think we ever met up. Um, and then, so like. 
Bum, but so then Tinder kind of stopped being cool, or at least especially like in Medellin. Like, so uh-huh. wait, I should say, okay, so I was on Tinder from like until like age 26. Then I met um, my boyfriend that I dated for like two years while I was in Colombia. And we were together, obviously. And then we broke up. And then um, I was not on the apps while I was in Europe and I was single and I was just kind of like meeting people organically uh, slash fucking your friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just JK, JK. Fucking my friends. <laughs> too soon, too soon. Um, but yeah, no, but I don't think I went on any apps during that time. But then when I went back to Colombia last year, um, I was like, okay, it's time to – especially because I was like – hooking up with my ex again and I just needed a distraction. So that's when I downloaded the apps again. And that's when I realized that people weren't using Tinder anymore. And Hinge uh-huh. was hadn't really taken on in Colombia yet. So right. I was on – so Bumble. Bumble was – I actually had great experiences on Bumble. Um, I, I liked it. I, th- I thought it was like good quality. Good people. quality people. I always think it's funny when people talk about the quality on the apps. Yeah. Because like – it's like what I mean. I know what people mean, but I'm also like, what do you mean? I mean, oh yeah. And I forgot about I forgot about field. I was I did do the field thing. Um, I did field in Barcelona, and then had a threesome with some people I met on field. <laughs> like a very like we like squeezed it in before my flight left. You know, it's kind of one of those things. And then <laughs> oh I God, tried to go on field. Yeah, I tried to go on field in Medellin, but there were like so few people on there. Um, so the thing about Fields is it's for like for kind of like BDSM and fetishes and sort of – I mean you kind of like yeah. – it gives you a platform to say what you're looking for. And yeah. what weirded me out about this date that I went on to, with a guy from Field was that he couldn't articulate to me why he was on Field. And he was like, isn't it obvious? And what was I he was like, for? again – well, that's what he couldn't tell me. I was just oh, like, well, really? why are you using this app as opposed to any other one? And he was like, I mean, isn't it obvious? And I was like, well, no. And <laughs> I don't know. Then Did I just told him that I wasn't to? really interested. And he wrote me back and said, okay, that's fine. I totally get it. Thanks for the date. It was nice to meet you. And I was like, Okay. And then four hours later, in the middle of my workday, I get another message from him that's like, I would like to slowly make love to you. And I was just like, no. <laughs> what? That's so weird, though, because, I mean, um, when I was on there, don't they have was to, like, thing. Slow you have to, like, Sorry. tag your preferences? Don't, I mean, is you kind of, like, you're, you're – essentially signaling like what you're looking for like whether it's like BDSM. yeah right so he didn't do any he just that? had like threesome i think he just had threesomes on there maybe or something like that which is fine if you're just looking for a threesome but why wouldn't you just articulate that so then why would he because everyone like had threesomes too. on there i mean that was just like that almost was like the most vanilla thing on yeah. there you know i mean i right. get it if that's what you're looking for but you know, as two single people, it didn't really make much sense for us to. I don't know totally. what it was. What I'm trying to say, I just I, felt like there was something going on there. If you can't talk about it, it's like my friend said. You know, then you shouldn't be doing it. Totally. 
That that seems like a weird situation to me. He's probably had some other kink that he doesn't want to. Who doesn't want to say? Who doesn't want to roll out? <laughs> he just doesn't want to roll out on a first date. Um, I think even on the app, even on that type of app thing. I mean, I think theoretically you should be able to just say what you want, and then you know that whoever is into the same thing would match with you. But I still think that there's some of the normal dating things apply where you kind of have to maybe get to know people first, like. You know, I think right. uh, some people are just generally in the kink community and they're not, like, going to put on their, like, you know, I have a saliva fetish or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure there's still right. a bit of that, but it feels weird to, like, not put any of that. Um, I do remember I matched yeah. with this guy when I was on there. I was looking for a threesome and I matched with this guy who I just thought was kind of hot. <laughs> um, and Oh, yeah, from Mallorca. Or lived in Mallorca. He was living in Mallorca. Yeah, he was. he was, like – he just seemed like – he seemed like kind of a cool guy because he was – he, like, worked for, like, this, like, bike company or something. Anyway, I kind of, like, a crush on him. Um, but just because, uh-huh. like, I started talking to him because I was, like, have you – like, what's your deal? Typical me. I, like, turned it into kind of, like, an interview, like, <laughs> explore, like a <laughs> sociological exploration. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we were talking a bit. And I feel like he wanted to come visit, but I was, like, no. So. Um, I, I didn't I need like, another flacco. He also he also was kind of vague. Yeah, I didn't need one, but he was also kind of vague about what he wanted. Like, yeah, he, I think he was on there for like a threesome, but I think, I think, I, I wonder if this is kind of a common thing with guys where they just know that they want kinky sex, but they're like, don't know what exactly they're looking for. Yeah, I don't know how to say it in a way that's not gonna. I just think that if you're on the app, then you're probably, I mean, if you're anyone on the app, you probably can't be scared away too easily. I mean, it might not be your thing, but isn't it good to know that now? I mean, it's not going to become my thing just because we go on two more dates, you know? I don't know. I think that there's, I think that there are people who are like in the kink community and are more open to like, they're like kind of there for kinky exploration. I'm not sure that field itself is the medium for that because yeah some people might be looking for more specific things you know so it it is a little weird it's not totally defined um I personally would would be interested in in like kind of being part of a kink community and just for the sake of exploring some things that I don't necessarily know that I'm into um yeah yeah you know right no, yeah, it doesn't mean that we have to have the exact same thing that we're into, but I guess I'm just saying, like, I I don't really know when or how you're supposed to roll that stuff out. I think I still struggle yeah. with that. It's but hard. I think in general, thinking about apps in general, um, my experience with them has often been, I don't know if you've ever had this, but that a lot of the people that I've met IRL that have been the best people that I've met have those encounters have happened shortly after creating an online dating profile in the sense that I feel like it helps me I don't know if it's if it's hormonal if I just kind of give off this if it's kind of validating and I feel more confident or if I kind of know that I'm on the prowl and then I'm just more on the prowl or if it's totally coincidental um just because that means that I'm looking to date and so I start dating people but sometimes when I'm in a dry spell even if I don't really feel like going out with someone that I just met on the internet I'll make the profile and then that'll help me meet people in real life I don't know Hmm. 
Um, I definitely can see the validation thing um, because especially yeah. as a woman, it's super validating. You go on there and there's like a million people who want to talk to you. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I totally relate to that. Well, maybe – yeah, maybe it helps like put you in like the – put me in the mindset to know that I'm dating. Um, but I personally yeah, just – I, 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 what I like about it is it connects me with people who are like outside my network. Um, right, right, you right. That you wouldn't meet otherwise. Yeah, yeah it, but I think there might be something to be said for for the fact that, like, um, you know, sometimes when I'm I'm not looking to meet people, I definitely like put out vibes of like, nah, I'm not really like interested in talking, or even when I'm like out right. and about, you know. Um, so I can see how kind of making the conscious shift to like saying like, okay, I am open to meeting people right now might, yeah, like in general, like making that it might change your, um. I don't, I, I don't know, like energy, I guess, of. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it's really just <laughs> practical. I don't know. Once after one of my worst um, OkCupid dates in Philly, I was, it was a breakfast date. And when I got there, the guy was already halfway through his egg burrito and it was just <laughs> so unattractive. Like everything about, just the fact that he hadn't waited for me to arrive to order. Yeah. I was like. Also, why were we on a fucking breakfast date? I mean, this is just so stupid. It's so typical online dating. Like, I didn't really want to meet up. And I was like, I'm busy all evenings and all weekends. And he was like, how about Thursday at 8.30 in the morning? You know, so, oh, God. I just should have said no. But um, I went there and it was kind of this awkward conversation. But it was fine. And then we took the trolley into work together. Um, we were going the same direction and, you know, as I get up to leave, he just gives me this really long hug and I'm like, I gotta go. Like I actually have to go to work. And so I kind of get to work and I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of made up and I have a cute outfit on and I'm feeling, I think a little bit confident because I could tell that this guy liked me. It just kind of, I can't really help it, but let that boost my confidence, even though it's kind of dumb. Um, and then, yeah, that was just the day that this guy walked in and, then you know, whatever. That was a meet cute that we'll save for another time. But I do feel like my my little cute outfit on and my flirty, my flirty personality that day probably was due to OkCupid indirectly. Yeah, I would believe that. I, I think that, yeah, there's – I've heard um, – that if you're having more sex, it makes you more sexually attractive. That like people want to have oh. sex more with you. Um, something about like pheromones or something. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Positive feedback loop. Yeah, and I also think like I mean I think I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but like guys love being rejected. Or I mean like I think guys slash anybody loves what they can't have to some extent. So yeah, like I would say just yeah, pretty universal. Yeah, maybe if, like, you're in some way – I mean, which doesn't sound like you were, so I'm not sure this applies. But if you're, like, preoccupied, if you're, like, thinking about someone else or, you know, any of the yeah. above, it might make you more attractive. Um, mm-hmm. but, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, you know I you've mean, got the, options. <laughs> the power of a cute outfit and confidence. Uh-huh. Cute outfit plus yeah. confidence can equal a lot of pain, you know. <laughs> 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 can get you all the peen in the world. <laughs> right, right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. I have I, don't know. I have, Do a you lot have any more... 
Oh, yeah. I, I just have a lot more thoughts on – well, I don't know if I have, like, any thoughts, like, any um, – you know, like eloquent thoughts on, you know, the ideas of apps, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think that apps come up a lot for me when I am get to like roughly number 15 because I think I was just yeah. like – that's when I was really letting her rip with the apps. And um, <laughs> that was a fun time in my life. I'm not going to lie. It was a little – it was really funny at times. So anyway, I, I've definitely I've definitely used apps to be like the female version of a fuckboy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good for that. I have, yeah, yeah. and it's been fun. Um, sorry, yeah, sorry, guy that I, uh, <laughs> sorry, guy that I took to a sex club on our first date and then ghosted. <laughs> I feel bad, but you know. <laughs> oh my god, is that story gonna make it into the podcast in some way? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Definitely going to make it into the podcast. That, I'd say that's probably one of my better stories uh, just because it's hilarious. But, um, but yeah, I think okay. it's a ways out. It's, it's a ways out. It's a ways out. There. Okay, okay, okay. We'll stay tuned. I couldn't remember what the outcome of it was, but don't tell me. I would want to know. I want, oh, I I want to I want to be told. I won't tell you. I will no tell spoilers. you. It's somewhat, it's somewhat recent. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Teaser. Just keep keep. <laughs> Couple seasons away. Just but, keep, you know. just keep listening. Just keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into right, uh, today's episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, this is a fun one. Um, as we will recall, I am not in the best place in my life. <laughs> I'm living in my mom's basement. I'm working for minimum wage. And I, at this kind of um, horrific uh, dude ranch slash luxury resort, and I just don't really know what I want to do with my life, but I know that I want to get out of Dodge. And so in the meantime, I'm closing out the season at this ranch and I, um, it's Halloween night. I go out in Missoula with friends and, um, I'm embarrassed to admit that I just, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess I'm not that embarrassed because I still think it's kind of funny, but this is before, you know, we got the memo about dressing as uh, communities for Halloween. But yeah, my friend and I are dressed up like Mormon sister wives. <laughs> so it's not it's not a great look. It's um, so funny but- how like we, especially people who grew up in the West, we just think it's totally fine to hate on Mormons, like, openly. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely questionable. It's definitely yeah. – yeah. Like, more like, than questionable. Why? It's just not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. We should just – right. Totally. That didn't age totally. well. Totally. Didn't age well. Did not age well. I mean, the only thing I could say is that my friend was an ex-Mormon, but that's still, what was that? I mean, still though, what was not really an excuse. I just think we went to Secret Seconds 
this thrift store in Missoula and what we came out with were long denim dresses and we were like okay we're obviously gonna be sister wives with the French braid and everything (laughs) yeah but so yeah so it's not cool not even sure like why I would tell this part of the story like wasn't it's not necessary at all to the plot but I just it just jumped out of my mouth like I had a a need to cleanse my conscience or something I mean you're gonna tell a Halloween story we're definitely gonna wonder like what you were, yeah, were for well, Halloween. Yeah, could have said I was dressed up like a French maid again. But. All right. <laughs> Public shaming for you. We'll, we'll call you out. <laughs> yes. Do shame we'll cancel, me. Cancel uh, you before we'll, – you're going to cancel this podcast before we even begin. <laughs> before it even airs. Yeah. And, you know, if I had to be canceled for something, I kind of wanted to be canceled for that. Um, yeah. I would say the only way that it does kind of factor into the story was that I was wearing like a lacy negligee underneath the long denim dress. And so at some point in the night, I took off the denim and then I kind of changed into my sister wife, Alter Ego, uh, who is named Lacey. And it was just dancing, very drunk, um, as Lacey in my negligee. And... um this guy so sidles up and I know him. I know you. Yeah, because we work together. I actually know him pretty well. He works at the resort with me and he is easily the hottest bellboy. Um and I say <laughs> and you're like you don't you know you don't have to believe me when I say that, but here's my proof. Um when the new when the true housewives of New Jersey went to film an episode at the ranch. Oh gosh, no wait, this is totally gonna give away his identity, right? Okay, never mind. <clears throat> well, Shit. I mean, so uh, here's the here's the issue that we always come against. It's like, mm. yeah, I mean, the people who were in the thing, the people who would know who he are probably who he is people who would know who he is probably would already be able to figure that out wouldn't they totally i was just thinking because like they i mean but who do this is what i always come up against okay here's the thing that i was gonna say he he gets selected to be their pretend butler he's not really a butler he's a bellboy but they want him to be their butler on the show and they have him in the background you know, like cleaning because and stuff. he's hot. Yeah. Is he is a but is a bellboy a bellboy below a butler in this hierarchy? That's a really interesting question. I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the first guy that you fucked at this um resort thing. Right. He was actually a higher station. Right. Yeah. Now I'm slumming it. You're slumming <laughs> it. You're slumming it. Yeah. But I mean, I worked a lot more with the bellboys because I was at the front desk, so I was, you know, always having to dispatch them. And we had the same schedule, so we would um, carpool. So, yeah, unlike the butlers who are out at their, you know, out at camp for days at a time and we barely saw them, this guy, I saw him all the time. And, yeah, I don't know. He was just a hottie. I mean, there's that's my only point. I don't really need to drag the real housewives into it but i just think it was funny um and so other people yeah. thought he was hot he was conventionally attractive 
He was conventionally attractive. Also, just like a really nice guy, really uh, even keeled. Kind of the bellboys were kind of crazy. They would, you know, start cleaning their guns and break out the whiskey at like seven, and start smoking blunts as well behind the yurt. And I mean, I enjoyed that. We all we all had fun, but this guy was very much more laid back and kind of seemed like he didn't get into the fray quite as much um anyway so we there we meet on the dance floor it's halloween i think he's dressed as crocodile dundee and when i say i think i mean i know (laughs) yeah that's really hot and i Remember us trying to get onto the drunk bus? Um, that's a thing, right? In Missoula, the drunk yeah. bus, it would kind of drop you off at random places, right? Yeah, they call it, there was a name for it. It was like the, the ghetto gypsy is what it was called. Jesus. There was one called the ghetto gypsy that would drive around downtown. Um, it was just yeah. like this old painted school bus. Is that the one you're thinking of? I think that is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because it was Halloween – there was so much demand or such a long line that we just said, fuck it. Cause we just wanted to fuck so much. All of a sudden two people who had worked alongside each other with rel, you know, yeah. relative ease for when no sexual tension that I remember all of a sudden, you know, you mean on Halloween and it's just, you can't even wait to get on the drunk bus. <laughs> Not sure what that's about. All I know. And this is I remember going back to my house. I remember him driving. That was a terrible choice on our part. We have sex and then, and I remember all of that, but really the strongest memory I have is just waking up the next day in my bed, in my mom's basement and looking at him and he's there and just like, ah! <laughs> and not expecting him to be there at uh-huh. all. And he... Poor guy, he's totally disoriented because we go upstairs to have breakfast. Not sure where my parents are. Clearly not there, thank God. Um, And my house is kind of a bit outside of town. And so he just all of a sudden he's in the country and looking out at the yard and (laughs) and I'm serving him coffee in my mom's little teacups and he's oh where are we I just remember him looking at me like where exactly are we it's okay we're not far from town don't worry about it and um yeah so he sent him on his way and we just kind of we didn't hook up again we were just buddy buddy at work and we kept carpooling and stuff he was retrofitting his van in order to drive it down to central america to surf along the west coast as you do on the off season (laughs) thank you (laughs) he sounds like very appealing i will say he was mega appealing and i definitely wanted to hook up with him more before we both left town i don't know if the fact that we didn't was because it wasn't on the menu or because i just didn't make my move i always wonder about that looking back on these stories because we would continue to hook up later in life so i don't 
I'm not really sure about this time. I think I was very kind of shy and probably just still scarred from hookup culture at my college. I just thought I couldn't text him. So I don't know. Weird. Sometimes I wonder if when I look back on these things and I kind of wonder, oh, like why didn't that happen? Um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of answers that they could fit the bill, but sometimes I feel like when I'm trying to act aloof, I come across as bitchy. Totally. <laughs> so Definitely maybe, could maybe have been doing that. Maybe you're just being a bit bitchy. <laughs> like you're like, be cool, be cool. And he's like, oh wow, she really doesn't like me. <laughs> totally, totally. It yeah, and I mean, of course, the fact that we were working together and everything, and we were always getting high behind the year with the other bellboys and just kind of like it was awkward, you know? Um, but I did ask him to take my bike when he drove through Portland because I was moving to Portland at the end of the season at the resort. So when I found out that he was going to be coming through, I asked him if he could bring me my bike and he had no problem with that. So that was the next time we saw each other after both quitting that job, um, was a few weeks later he showed up at my house in Portland with my bike and we got coffee and stuff on the corner and I was <laughs> I think I said something to him along the lines of so um how'd your van turn out <laughs> he was like oh I'll show you <laughs> nice, nice. hopped into the van smooth, smooth. and um that was cute, but, you know, I mean, he was on his way to surf his way down the West Coast, and I was starting a new life in in Southeast Portland. So that was where we parted ways again, and that was kind of that. Um, about a year, probably over a year goes by, and then I'm back in Missoula. We totally lose touch and everything, <clears throat> and... A friend of mine, I'm out with a friend of mine who asks me about number seven. He's like, whatever happened to him? He was so cute, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, you know, that we'd lost touch and that was it. And we go to get some drunk food at the end of the night at this restaurant. And who comes out of the kitchen with a tray of our food but number seven. Oh my god that is so, that is so Missoula I, I will say it's usually the person that you don't want to see or the person you do want to see just presents themselves but yeah it's always the person that you're talking about Either way, yeah. that is, yeah, yes. you can like summon people with your words in Missoula in a way that you cannot in normal places. There's some black magic there for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we hadn't seen each other or talked. I don't think I had talked about him to anyone for, for forever. And I mean, of course, it's a small town. It's not that crazy, but the timing was just hilarious. And he's like, oh, look at you. I'm like, oh, look at you. You're working here. He's like, yeah, I'm back for the summer. I was just back for a visit, but he's like, okay, well, you know, we should get a drink. And I was like, yeah, you have my number. Again, probably trying to be really aloof. And then he walks away and I'm just looking at my friend, like, do not. I'm like, 10, 9, 8. And I count down. I'm like, okay, go. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> 
what are the chances? You guys are totally gonna bone. I'm like, yeah, it's looking like that if you don't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But nice. it was cute. And yeah, so we we hung out and um we go back to his place in Missoula. He's like I said, he's back for the summer and have sex. And the sex was just not that good. Like, I'm excited to be sleeping with him because he's hot. But I will admit, I thought that the sex was kind of boring. This is not really about him. It may have been me, you know, not really knowing how to be Probably more both specific of you. about Probably what I wanted or something. Who knows? Yeah. Or we just didn't have that much sexual chemistry. But I just remember kind of thinking, like, this is lame. But not knowing how to make it better, you know? But um, we we continued to see each other, though, starting that night. Every time I was back for about three years. two Maybe two or three years. Wow. Because how he many was times doing, was that? I mean, it couldn't have been a ton. Maybe three or four times. Um. I don't remember exactly, to be fair. But he was doing this thing where he was, he would sell real estate in Montana over the summer, work on a fishing boat um, in the northwest over the fall, and then surf throughout the winter and spring in Central America. So he, he really had a nice thing going. And honestly, part of me thinks, why didn't you just run off with him like he had a perfect life yeah that's an awesome setup because I mean Montana (laughs) or like summer in Montana is like really the only time you'd ever want to be there right um if you could have you know and if you could if you could only have the best parts of Montana I mean Mm -hmm. like that's really because Montana in the summer is fucking amazing yeah really really and he was yeah and then being in Latin America and while while we were hooking up I had started traveling I remember hooking up with him while I was, yeah, at some point during my travels in Latin America, like on a visit back. So we were both into that. And, you know, I mean, I just think that we didn't have that chemistry, sadly. Like, he's one of those people who looks perfect on paper and also on Instagram, but he just doesn't. (laughs) There wasn't, there was just no there there. Um, Although I do think in a lot of ways he is the first um, Flacco to appear in this story, which were kind of a a group of skinny dudes who also had a bit of a peripatetic, like wandering thing going on who I would meet up with in one situation and then keep hooking up with over infrequently over a period of several years which I start doing this with a lot of people at this point in my life and I think yeah in a lot of ways he was the first one um you know at least that I slept with Nice. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was one of them, but yeah, he he totally is. He fits the bill. If you if, I would with that definition. Him. Yeah, yeah. Based on that <laughs> definition, <laughs> based on that definition, for sure fits the bill. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, and then it just kind of was one of those things where we were having sex one time. I think in 2016, like several years after 
this story that I just told and thinking, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> which is what yeah. usually happens with the Flacco's. Like, yeah. Okay. We've done this enough. There's not going to be much more to it than this. It's been good. And he's a really nice guy and just really sweet dude. And we had fun together. But for whatever reason, they just, these things always have kind of an expiration date. And so, yeah, had him drive me home. And my dad was like, oh, where have you been? And I was like, at my friend's house. You know, casual <laughs> sex is so embarrassing with your parents. Right. And that was that. And and he was like, I will ask no more questions ever. That was the, right. last, the last time your dad ever asked you that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I think also it's worth mentioning too to people who um, aren't familiar with the term flaco um, to point out that it is a Spanish word. Um, right. It means skinny, but um, in Spanish, people often use it as like they're like "hola flaco," you know. It, it mm -hmm. means like bro, or it's like a it's like a term of endearment yeah. of somebody. Like it, yeah, it's um, flaco and gordo are used. Gordo means fat, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think that's worth mentioning because otherwise it seems like such a random word. It's such a random word. No, totally. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. All these dudes are skinny. That's another yeah. part of the, it's, another require it's not a requirement, but it is a fact. My, uh, my yeah. old roommate from Colombia and I used to call each other Gorda and Gordita because <laughs> um, she just thought it was hilarious. She was in an airplane one time and she was flying from, I think she was flying, flying from Miami to Colombia. And um, she, there was this older woman who was traveling with her friend and she was like, gorda, gordita. Like, she's like to her friend, like, she's like, gorda. Can you imagine? Like, it's weird when you translate that. I mean, it makes perfect sense in Spanish, but it's weird when you translate that to English. Like if I was like, hey, fatty. fatty. Yeah, totally, totally. I know. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't even have to do with the fact of you being fat. I mean, it's like, it's, it's so funny because there's, whether you tend towards skinny or you tend towards fat, just a little bit. You can be right in the yeah. middle and they it's will true. just assign you one randomly. But if you're just one step over the line towards more curvy, then you're then you're gorda for life. And if you're more petite, even slightly, then yeah. you're flaca for life. They don't I've never been called that. They just call me Mona. Oh yeah. Unless you Mona. have another another unless you have another <laughs> Physical feature that's more <laughs> prominent, yes. like if you're black or blonde or dark skinned or have blue eyes or something like that. Yeah, my uh, my ex, my ex's mom, she'd be like, Mona, Mona, what's her name again? Uh, and he'd be like, Mariah. She'd be like, Oh, uh, Mona, Mona. <laughs> she's like, She's like, Nope, you're Mona to me forever. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um, my number seven is um, – you're done with your number seven, right? All done, yeah. All right. That's that's one of my favorites. I feel like we're now entering into a fun period um, kind of for both of us. Although I will say um, this period of my life that I'm currently in when number seven hits, it's definitely one of the weirdest couple of years of my life. Um, just in terms of kind of figuring out who I am and um, – going through some of the things that will happen. It's just, it's just a weird time. I come back from Spain. Um, I had 
things had gotten weird with number five when we were uh, in our long distance open relationship. He had totally shut off from me and wasn't really giving me the time of day. And so I was like, well, dude, I got to break up with you. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I can't, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. Like you're right. forcing my hand you're here. You're begging you know? for it. You're begging for it. So I broke up with him. And then a couple of days later, he was like, I really miss you and I need to get back. Like, I love you and I want to get back together with you. And I wouldn't want to say he was like begging to get back together, but I was like, I definitely remember being like, well, dude, you haven't been talking to me for like the last two months. I mean, are you sure this is what you want? And he insists that he loves me so much. And I think Does he, he may have even a reason. Does he have an explanation? He just says that he's upset about the open relationship thing and that it was just really hard for him. But now that I'm back, he wants you know to work on things and he loves me and I love him too, you know? So I'm, I, in, in my eyes, this is still like my one true love. Um, because right. that's, you don't want to break up. Exactly. Like, and that's really like, honestly, how I've been socialized. Like I very much am a believer in true love at this point in my life. I very much believe that, you know, we're soulmates and we're going to run off into the sunset together and that life is going to be perfect. You know, spoiler alert. She's talking the past tense, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at this point in my, at this point in my life, to be honest, I feel like it drives a lot of my decisions around number five because if I'm looking at it as a momentary, like in, in the moment decision, um, you know, if, if I had, if I had the the wherewithal to realize that that's not the case, I think I would have made some different decisions, you know, but, um, but yeah, so, yeah. but I, I also, let's be clear, don't have any regrets in this moment about having an open relationship because I had a real good time in Spain. Like I made some really good friends. I feel like I kind of, um, I really feel feel during my time in Spain that I'm like actualized, you know, like I really Mm -hmm. feel like I'm living like the life that I've kind of always wanted to live. And I honestly really haven't felt that, that at any point in my life up until then. Um, and you know, hence what happens throughout the rest of my life, which is me moving around and kind of doing random things and, you know, traveling, speaking (laughs) Spanish. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like I need to be in an interesting place, a place that's really active and a place that, um, is a little bit of a challenge, uh, is something that, that comes up a lot in my life. Um, so going back home and, you know, now I'm back together with number five, but like, it's a little weird just cause, you know, I was a transfer student to begin with and I'd only spent like one semester with a lot of these people. And then I left for a semester and I feel like number five has made really good friends with everybody. And then I feel like I'm kind of just the odd person out a little bit you know, which is probably, probably mostly a feeling, but also, you know, feelings are valid for sure. Um, and you know, probably also is, is part, partly the case because that's something that happens when you move around a lot is you have to, when you, it's not as easy to go back. Um, I don't know if you yeah. like, relate to that. Oh, a hundred percent. Almost impossible. <laughs> it's hard. Like there's going back, like you're always like, oh, well, I mean, unless you're the type of person who, while they were away, realized, okay, I like my home better than anything. But Mm -hmm. I felt like my experience was like, oh, well, that was my real natural habitat, you know? And then I come back and I'm like, oh, well, two more years of school. I'm excited to see my friends though, for sure. It's funny. Yeah. I used to divide the world into those exact two groups. I kind of forgot. Many times in my life, I've divided the world into many like two categories of many different kinds. But yeah, that was one of them. 
is the people who went away and realized how much they love home and the people who go away and realize, yeah, the opposite, I guess. Yeah, I, I've, um, I've also made the, uh, the same distinction and I distinguish them as the people who stay and the people who go, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and I, I feel like no matter where I've gone, um, I feel like the most camaraderie with the people who go. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like realized that in Columbia, for example, like I had a lot of friends who were locals, but I found the most camaraderie with like locals who traveled and had kind of had the experience of or just had like the the kind of adventurous spirit. And then there, totally. and then there were a lot of people who were really happy with kind of living their current life. And it reminded me of my friends in Montana yeah. because of because of the fact that. I have a lot of friends in Montana who are just like super content to like stay in Montana and build something. And mm -hmm. um, I have to say, I have a lot of respect for that. And there've been a lot of moments in my life when I really wished that I could be that type of person. Me I'm too. not in any way saying that, that I'm better because I'm a person who goes, I think it's actually caused more difficulty in my life than it has brought anything else. But you know, I mean, I obviously wouldn't change myself because I'm perfect. Right. But, right. Um, <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. It's more, for me, it's, kind of envy in a way just yeah yeah there's a lot you reap a lot of benefits from staying in one place it's true you do you do yeah so anyway um so we plan this uh so number five is planning this couple week long um river trip for our whole group of friends and everyone's super excited and um myself included because I love the southwest and it's going to be in the southwest so um, I forgot to mention that part earlier, but yeah, it's in the Southwest. So we go down there. Um, everyone's, you know, we're all, we're all thrilled. Like our whole group of friends is, um, excited. And I think I just said the same thing about 65 times, but, um, I will, I say that to juxtapose, I'm feeling like this weird feeling from number five, like he's being distant. Yeah, right? Like again. And I'm like, okay, what's the deal? So during our, um, river trip, it's such an amazing time. We just, you know, we run around naked and we, <laughs> we get drunk and we play games and we, you know, go see like, uh, uh, ruins, uh, were they ruins? We see, uh, Paley, what do you call it when people, um, like draw on caves? Oh like, yeah. What do you call it? Uh, petroglyphs? Would you call it that? You very well might. <laughs> Cave paintings, I think. <laughs> Cave paintings. Okay. Anyway, so there's a lot of, yeah. So there's, there was, it was a really cool trip. But uh -huh. I definitely have some distinct memories of I would go to like, you know, sleep next to number five at night and he would just like turn away from me. And I remember like he didn't want to have sex and it was just he was being really weird and really distant. Yeah. Um, and just like avoided me like the whole trip. And I'm like, but you were the one who wanted to fucking get back together. Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. And and we get back and I'm like, all right, this relationship is over. I cannot be in this relationship right now. So I go to his house and I'm like, I like tell him that I'm like, yeah, you were just so distanced to me the whole trip. It just felt, it just feels like you don't even want to be in this relationship. Why did you even want to get back together? And he basically says, yeah, I have been having a hard time really feeling the love for you. Like, I know that I love you, but I had, I don't feel it. Um, after, Jesus. after the open relationship, it really hurt. And I thought, because I love you, I wanted to get back together. But now I'm like, not sure that I can get back to the place of like feeling that way about you. And I was like that and that fucking hurt. Um, I bet. Yeah. It was like super painful to like hear him say that. Um, you know, I don't know how you can go through a breakup and not hear someone say that. 
So I, I feel like in a way hearing him say that felt like closure to me. Like I was like, okay, well, bye. You know, there's really not a lot I can do after hearing you say that. Like this is obviously over. Um, and, and so I'm yep. definitely sad and it like hurt, it hurts a lot. But like I said, I have, I have that closure. Like I almost wish all relationships that end further later on in my life end with someone being like, I don't love you anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the only, I mean, in I've heard people say that's the only way that you know it's over. It's the only way that it can really be over because otherwise it's just, you know, both of your strength of, you know, your willpower, knowing that it's not right, but you might, you know, and that's never worked for me. It's always getting to that point where you feel, yeah, okay. I can, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel the love, but I will just say it's one thing when people, I mean, you can say that, but if you're just going back and forth on feeling the love, that's, that's funny. Different. You should mention that Olivia, because, um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so we basically, I'm like hanging out with my friends and, you know, hanging out with my roommate, which is our friend in common. And, you know, we're having a, mm-hmm. a great old time. And the other friend who, um, was with you're you, my you, friend in common, not your yeah. number five's friend in common. Oh, sorry, sorry. Right. My friend in common, my yours and my friend in common. Yeah. And um, her friend who uh, was the friend who was with you during number seven when you right. saw number seven at the bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we're all hanging out and we're having a really good time. Um, and so Solid I feel like, crowd. yeah, like I feel like, okay, I'm, you know, that's over. But like, I have my friends and I'm exploring my life and I'm ready. Like, let's do this. So. Halloween comes around, which is really funny because we both have Halloween stories. Um, and we decide <laughs> and we're going to – same g- friends. It's so funny. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's a couple years apart. I think mine's like two years before yours. I think so too. Yeah. Because um, this is my junior year of college at this right. point. Yeah. So uh, we um, decide that we are going to do some Molly and go to this big like warehouse party that happens during Halloween – and I've never done Molly before. And our whole friend group is kind of like, we're all experimenting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, none of us are really like, we're, we're kind of good kids in general. I mean, you know, we're, we're not like, we definitely party. We definitely smoke weed and, you know, we, we dabble a bit, but we're not like, we're like nerds, you know? So we're like, you're not taking do- ice cream scoops out of your brain. Remember yeah. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I remember being definitely like nervous, but, um, but my roommate and, you know, our mutual other mutual friend who was there, they were like, they had done it one time before. So, you know, they were like, they walked me through the situation. You know, they were <laughs> going to help me. They were going to help me with that. Because so. all Molly is the same as all other Molly, right? Exactly. 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 <laughs> um, and so I think I'm Amy. I think pretty, I'm pretty sure this is the year I dress up as Amy Winehouse. Love and um, we get to the warehouse <laughs> much better, party. Much more politically correct than my Exactly. Costume. Exactly. We're, we're really excited. We're um, also really excited because we're also not 21 yet. So we're, we're like, I don't know. We're just... I think we're all in the phase, especially because of where we live in Missoula, we're all in the phase where we're like, 
yeah, like, let's go party. Let's be out. Let's be part of the scene, you know? Like, we really want to, like, join the crowd. And, like, we can't do that. We can't go to the bars, you know? So Right, um, right, right. Totally. I guess we all do have fake IDs, actually, to be fair. But anyway. It's, <laughs> a bit, it's different, what though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so we're just really <laughs> excited to be at the cool party, basically. And, and we get there, That's and the first thing I do is we take, we drop the molly, and you know, we're like starting to get all jittery. We're starting to come up. Um, the first thing I do is is go use the porta potty, and I instantly just drop my phone in the um, porta potty <laughs> toilet. <laughs> So that like we're in this big we're at this big warehouse party and like I have no way to really like contact my friends but you know it's fine it's like Missoula you know <laughs> I'm oh not gonna God. die you know? <laughs> um, yeah. so I go find my friends and I tell them the hilarious story and we all just think it's really funny um, and then we're starting to come up and like let's let's all go back to our first time doing Molly and like remember yes, that us. feeling <laughs> like it's you're just like oh. Ooh, like you're like, I feel so good. It's like, you're like, whoa, I'm like the happiest person that ever was on, that ever existed on the face of the planet, you know? And then you just like love everybody and, you know. Um, the yeah, DJ like, was really your fun. Bir- your bones turn into bird bones and you could fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, wow, I need to never not be on this my whole entire life. Um, but yeah, I like, I, remember, I think it was an EDM band because I think at the or EDM DJ sorry <laughs> EDM band it was I think it was like an EDM DJ because this was you know this was like 2010 so right it was like but we had a really good time and um and so I'm I'm like dancing I'm jamming out and you know I love dancing anyway but especially on Molly I was like oh my god you know I was really like I was really letting the, the oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the genie out of the bottle to throw back to a previous <laughs> reference. And all of a sudden this guy who's wearing a dog costume comes up to me and he's wearing this like big furry, like, you know, one of those onesie costumes. Oh, and he, he just comes up to me and we start dancing. I remember like without really like talking much. And then right. we're like, we're like, Ooh, we're like really, really feeling it, you know? <laughs> and he brings out this bag of Molly. <laughs> he's, just like, he's like, here, have some of this. And it's like, funny how public this was. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, you're at a rave though. I mean True, but like it's the fact that it was in Missoula is really kind of hilarious to me. Cause I I would definitely if I were doing this like now at the time or if I was doing this again now and it was the exact same situation, I'd be like, Okay, well I gotta find a quality I guess it was dark, but I'm like, Missoula, I don't know. Like do you know one pill of Molly can it can get you a felony? Re- really? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like in the States, it's like a pretty punishable offense, you know, like it's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. Um, Jesus. No, I did not know that. Yeah. This is the place where, um, you know, I've had three MIPs. So I'm like to casually be like in a public setting with this bag of Molly out, just like dipping my head in there. It's like, I'm like, wow, I really got lucky there, didn't I? Um, I mean, whatever. It's, it's fine. You're right. It was a rave. Yeah, it was a rave. It's Halloween. It's totally fine. But I think it just speaks to the fact that I was a little bit like naive about consequences in general because I was like, oh, well, all of our friends are doing it and it's fine and whatever. So anyway, so we like are just we're really having a great time. And um, so we start talking a little bit more. He has like really nice eyes. He has like these really nice brown eyes, good Mm -hmm. eyebrows, which I'm a sucker for good eyebrows, as you guys know. can vouch for that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And he's, he's definitely, he's like really good looking, honestly. Um, and we just start talking more and I'm like, he's like, you know, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I was like, I grew up here. And I was like, where, what about you? He's like, oh, I live in California, but I grew up here. And I'm like, oh, how exotic. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, I'm a musician. And I was like, oh, well, it's never going to work. Like your musicianship, like prowess or your, uh, your sexual appeal as a musician will never work on me because my brothers are musicians. So like, I know, like, I know what goes on, you know? And, and, and he was like, Oh, who are your brothers? And I was like, I like told him my brother's names and he's like, Oh shit. Like I know them because he had lived in Missoula, like until I think he'd lived there until like the previous year. And he like had jammed with my brothers and right. You know, Slash, time, your brothers are Missoula famous. So they are. They're a lot Missoula of people famous. know them. You Very much. This was this was pre their famous band, whose name I won't mention, like right. their Montana famous band. Yeah. Um, but I also at the time, it's funny, at the time I was like, oh my God, you know my brothers, how crazy. And then now I'm like, well, duh. <laughs> like, because it's Missoula is such a tiny town that it's like, if you're a musician, you probably know the other musicians in the town, like yeah, regardless of sure. if it's my brothers, you know. So um, anyway, I thought that was like kind of a crazy coincidence. Also, just kind of weird at the same time. Um, so the party ends, and, and like you're on Molly, so everything means something. It's a like, sign. It's wait, totally what? <laughs> it's a sign. And then also, let's not forget the mindset that I tell you guys about that I'm in. You know, just a few minutes previously, where it's like I do believe in soulmates. You know, right. I do. I do. I believe in love. I'm, I'm a, honestly a huge believer in love. Like most of my life. Now I'm still a believer in love because it's fun, you know, but at the time (laughs) I believe in it because I just think that, of course, I'm going to end up with this amazing partner who's like, you know, like I'm going to find my soulmate and we're going to be perfect and blah, blah, (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we have to leave the rave and um, because it's over and we couldn't get a cab for some reason. This was pre-Uber. And so we're like, let's just walk. And this is probably like three or four miles away from our house at the time. Jesus. And it's it's freezing cold, like it's winter time. So yeah. it was definitely like a little bit of a walk, but you know, it's doable. And so we're walking and talking and you know, I just remember we're like really getting to know each other and he like you know, tells me so many like personal details about his life and me too and we're we're just talking about we're like, "Oh gosh, how are we going to like make this work, you know? Like you live in California, <laughs> I live in Montana. We're obviously soulmates." <laughs> like I remember having this actual conversation, you know. We're like and oh then I remember we get to my house at like, it must have been like three or four in the morning and we're like too tired to even have sex. I don't know why we don't have sex, but we don't, we don't actually hook up. We just like make out and then fall asleep. And, um, I mean, you're still means you have all the time in the world. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, well, this is the beginning of the rest of my life. Like (laughs) not actually, but maybe a bit because Molly always makes you feel like that is the thing. Absolutely. Um, some, one of my friends has a really funny story of him falling in love with somebody on Molly. And it was mm-hmm. like the day before he left, uh, or he, it was the day before he moved away. And then they started like a long distance relationship that lasted three months. And then oh my God. he finally saw her again and they were like, nope. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know, I feel like the story is like such a, it's a try, it's a classic, you know? Um, Dude, no, I knew a girl who brought a guy back from Electric Zoo, the music festival in New York, which is the first place I did Molly, and brought him back on the bus, still high, 
to our college, a little residential college, moved him into her dorm room, and a few days later kind of came to her senses and was like, are you homeless? <laughs> are you serious? He was oh like, yeah, God. I don't have anywhere to, like, yeah, he didn't have a home, really. I mean, <laughs> he's homeless in that sense, at least. Right. He didn't live anywhere. Yeah, like he like say to his parents and then like whatever friends he could or something. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't remember his exact situation, but I just between remember. places, <laughs> between <Yeah>. residences. <laughs> exactly. She was just like, "Wait, so you're just gonna stay in my dorm room? Oh my god, forever? Like you hilarious. have to leave? Yeah. Boy, am I glad that that isn't the situation. Holy <laughs> shit." That wasn't the situation in this case. Um, we wake up the next morning and I remember like, I just remember initiating some sort of, some sort of like perfunctory, like, well, let's have sex kind of moment, you know? And mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it was, it was subpar. Like it was, it was bad. I don't know if it was like him realizing that it's like his friend's little sister who he's fucking or <laughs> like, like, I definitely feel like that has something to do with it, to be honest. Um because I never hear from him again. Um, I I do remember like sending him a message that was like, hey, like it was nice meeting you just so you know, like I'm not going to tell my brother like about it. And I don't know how he interpreted that or whatever, but I feel like I was kind of like initiating contact of like, yeah, let's keep in touch. Like I thought it was cool meeting you and like I never hear from him again, which I think is a bit of a dick move. It's like, oh, totally. Yeah, it's like just at least respond and be like, yeah, it was nice meeting you. I mean, obviously nothing's going to come of it. Like we both were like, hell no. Um, I think I think that I'm young and naive at the time. You know, I've basically the only people I've hooked up with or the only people I've really had a thing with have like all been really into me. Like, you know, the last hookup I had, he like gave me a journal, like an inscribed journal, you know? (laughs) Right. And that was also just a one-time thing. Yeah. Yeah, That was just like a momentary one-time thing. So I just expect everybody to be like that nice and that like, you know, like good, well-intentioned, I guess. To invest it with that much meaning and... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so I get up and I'm just talking to my roommate and our friend, our other mutual friend, and he's like, oh my God. I was like, oh my, they're like, they're like, oh my God, did you bring that guy home last night? I was like, yeah, it was just fun or whatever. And then our <laughs> mutual friend, um, he was like, yeah, cause I saw number five this morning. <laughs> um, and, uh, he didn't seem like he was very good. And I was like, oh, where'd you see him? And he's like, oh, he, here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw him, he, he was actually, he puked in the yard this morning. I, I saw him puking in the yard. I poked my head onto the porch and, and saw him there. And, um, and we had a little Jesus. conversation and I was like, oh my God, he was here. Like, was he, were you guys like hanging out or what's, what's the situation? And he's like, uh, no, like apparently he came over this morning, um, and saw you in bed with, uh, number seven. Oh my God. <laughs> And oh my god, what? Which is, it's such a it's such a fucked up story. When I tell the story a lot, to be honest, like whenever I talk about how messy I was as a 20 something, um, because I think it does highlight it's like it's just it's I feel so bad for number five. I feel so bad. Dude, fuck um, that. I number five is a mess. I'm sorry. Okay. He is. I mean, it's obviously true, I'm fair. getting it from your side. And so, you know, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But it's like, so you don't want to be with her, then you do, then you 
don't. Then you go over to her house the morning after Halloween. What, what do you what do you think she's doing? Right? It's, it's Mariah. Like, of course she's I know. some cutie. <laughs> yeah, so like I I um I guess, you know, to answer the question you guys are all wondering, why was number five there? Um, so I call him up and I'm like, okay, what's the deal? Like, are you okay? Like, I heard that you were, you know, not in a bad way this morning. I'm so sorry that you saw that. Like, I feel really bad because, you know, let's not forget, like, I love number five, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I am heartbroken, to be honest, that yeah. we're breaking up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Right. I'm That's sad. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I'm sad that he told me he doesn't love me anymore, you know? So I, like, call him. He's like, okay, let's go. We go to a diner or something. We talk about it. And he's like, yeah, I – he had had a Halloween party at his house, um, which let's be let's be honest, is part of the reason that me and all my roommates are like, let's do Molly and make funner plans because you know <laughs> all of our friends are over there, and so we're like, well, we can't go over there, you know. No. So yeah, yeah. So um, he was like, yeah, we had we just had a really fun time at our Halloween party, but then all I could think of was I missed you so much, and I was so sad you weren't there, and I realized that I just wanted to be with you, so I decided to come over and tell you that this morning. And then when I got here, you were in bed with somebody else. And then apparently like it was like hurt him. So like and I know that feeling of when you when you 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 have a realization about someone you love or, you know, you, you get hurt like that. And it does make you want to puke like that nausea, that stomach drop feeling, you know, totally. Wait, so you think he puked? Not he wasn't drunk. He was just puking from seeing you. Yeah, that's what Jesus. he told me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he. Yeah, he was like so upset. I mean, we never locked our back door, so he just kind of came in the back door and like poked his head and he came in to surprise me. And again, yeah. feels like very early in the morning. Okay, but yeah, I get it. I get it. I know, it. I just, right? Like I just like I don't Yeah, yeah, it happened. You know. And also like number <laughs> five, I mean, get your shit together. Like I have gotten back together with you. Like I I've been so available to him like all summer and I've been like, you know, like ready to work on a relationship, you know, and I'm sure. and then he like literally we go on a, a two week long trip that's supposed to be super fun and he can't give me the time of day the whole time we're there. And then after we get back, he says, I don't love you anymore. And then now he's coming back around like, dude, what did you expect? Like, I'm going to move on, you know, like this is to be honest, it's probably what I want the whole time is just to like be young and dumb, you know, like. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, I think that there is a, a part of me that's like, yeah, I need to explore that even though I know that I love number five, I recognize as I did when I request an open relationship that like, yeah, I, I want to, I want to like live my life fully, you know, I mm -hmm. want to explore, explore things. And part of that is probably, you know, sexual exploration a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so we talk and I, he's like, I love you so much. I just want to get back together. And I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> just hop back on that merry-go-round. Let's take another <laughs> turn. Because <laughs> in my head, I was like, okay, so now we're even like he realizes, <laughs> I guess in my, yeah, in my head, I'm like, all right, well, he's, he realizes that he loves me. He realizes my worth, you know? <laughs> Whatever, whatever. I love um, young Mariah. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I think, I think it was to be honest, is what I wanted all along is just to be with him and for us to be good. So I guess I'm like, yeah, let's do this, you know? Right. So that's where I'm gonna leave this one because I, you know, um, 
there's there's more to this story, but uh, you got to cut it off at there's there's natural natural stopping points, and and this is one of those. Indeed, so. indeed, yeah. This is it's it's not a period, but it is a semicolon. <laughs> it's a semicolon, yeah, for sure. So, um, oh my god, amazing. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that was that's uh, probably one of the easier stories I have to tell because it just is so eventful, you know. I love it. Yeah, I love that one with Class. the dog. Yeah, so that's our that's our double Halloween header, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could put this out over Halloween, but yeah, yeah maybe is- Halloween twenty twenty five. Yeah, I'm like I don't think we're gonna make it. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number? This episode was produced by Moshe and O.H. Greenwood. Our theme music is by No Fancy. Learn more about the podcast at our website, whatsyournumberpod.com. Follow us on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. If you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. Hey everyone, um, first of all, way to listen all the way to the end of the episode. And also, way to just listen in general. We really can't thank you guys enough and for all of you who've reached out with your feedback and support, uh, means everything. Now, how would you like to be listened to? Because we'd love to hear some of your stories from your sexual journeys and play them on the podcast. Um, you can either leave us a message or email us a recording. Keep them under three minutes and don't forget to tell us which number it was. Again, it's very easy to do. Just record a voice memo on your phone and send it to what's your number pod at gmail.com. That's what's your number P O D at gmail or call and leave us a voicemail at our phone number 859-904-9332. Again, our phone number is 859-904-9332. If you leave us a voicemail, it's extra important that you keep your story under three minutes because that's when the recording gets cut off and we'd hate for that to happen to you mid-story. So yeah, we can't wait to hear from you guys.